Christ is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Let us pray. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. God, whose Son Jesus is the Good Shepherd of your people, grant that when we hear his voice, we may know him who calls us each by name and follow where he leads, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. You may be seated.
reading from the Acts of the Apostles. The rulers, elders, and scribes assembled in Jerusalem with Annas, the high priest, Caiaphas, John, and Alexander, and all who were of the high priestly family. When they had made the prisoners stand in their midst, they inquired, by what power or by what name do you do this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and elders, if we are questioned today because of a good deed done to someone who was sick and are asked how this man has been healed, let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel, that this man is standing before you in good health by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead. This Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders. It has become the cornerstone. There is salvation in no one else, for there is in no other name under heaven given among mortals by which we must be saved. The word of the Lord. Thank you. my shepherd, I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures and leads me beside still waters. He revives my soul and guides me along right pathways for his name's sake. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff. You spread a table before me in the presence of those who trouble me. You have anointed my head with oil, and my cup is running over. Surely your goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. reading from the first letter of John. We know love by this, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for one another. How does God's love abide in anyone who has the world's goods and sees a brother or sister in need 
and yet refuses to help. Little children, let us love, not in word or speech, but in truth and action. And by this we will know that we are from the truth and will reassure our hearts before him whenever our hearts condemn us. For God is greater than our hearts, and he knows everything. Beloved, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have boldness before God, and we receive from him whatever we ask, because we obey his commandments and do what pleases him. And this is his commandment, that we should believe in the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another, just as he has commanded us. All who obey his commandments abide in him, and he abides in them. And by this we know that he abides in us by the Spirit that he has given us. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Today's Gospel reading sets before us the familiar image of Christ the Good Shepherd. We've seen that image in stained glass windows, in our childhood Sunday school materials, and in many a religious painting. The Good Shepherd is a beloved image because it expresses, in a heartwarming way, an abundance of good news. Christ the Good Shepherd speaks to us of a God who both knows us personally and loves us dearly like a faithful shepherd knows his sheep by name and is ready to risk his life for the sheep's safety. What comfort, what peace there is in believing that God so knows and loves each one of us. But there is another side to Christ the Good Shepherd, this image that we often overlook. Sheep do not just belong to their shepherd. They belong to a flock. So when we say, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures and leads me beside still waters. It's all too easy to forget that shepherds are engaged in taking care of numbers of sheep 
not just one. So to be a sheep in a shepherd's care is a group experience, not a solitary experience. In fact, it is an important part of a shepherd's responsibility to keep a sharp eye out for sheep wandering off by themselves in order to bring them back to the flock. To be sure, a good shepherd watches out for every individual sheep and will leave the ninety and nine in the sheepfold to go out and rescue the one who has gone astray. But when the shepherd has found the one lost sheep, the shepherd brings the sheep home to join the rest of the flock. It is in the flock where every sheep belongs and where the sheep are safe. Now it's this business of belonging to a flock that gives us human sheep trouble. To have Jesus as our personal shepherd is attractive and comforting. But to be lumped together in a community of other folks is not so attractive. And in fact, makes some people run for the hills. This phenomenon is particularly pronounced in the United States. Religious opinion polls show that the, as of the significant number of Americans who profess belief in Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, only a small percentage believe that it is important to belong to a congregation of like-minded believers. For most Americans, Belief and church membership do not go hand in hand. There are even folks who call themselves home Baptists, firm in their Baptist beliefs, but also firm in never darkening the door of a Baptist church. I wonder why this is so. Perhaps non-joining is a product of the Protestant emphasis on personal faith carried to an extreme. Perhaps non-joining is an expression of the American cult of rugged individualism and the pioneer spirit. Don't fence me in. Light from church membership may also simply be the result of disappointing experience within churches. <coughs> Christians, God knows, are not always pleasant or paragons of holy living. The other sheep sometimes get on our nerves. Nonetheless, today's gospel reminds us 
that if we are sheep who belong to the Good Shepherd, together we belong to the Good Shepherd's flock. Christian belief is a community experience, not just a personal experience. If we have any doubt about that, we have only to look at the model of prayer that Jesus gave us, the Lord's Prayer. Although we often say that prayer alone as individuals, the Lord's Prayer is a corporate prayer, not a personal prayer. So we pray, Our Father, give us our daily bread, lead us, forgive us, deliver us. And look at the key metaphors in the prayer. If God is our Father, and we are God's children, then we are members together of one family. If we pray for the coming of God's kingdom, that implies that we are fellow citizens with a common allegiance. It's clear from the Acts of the Apostles that the early church took their community very seriously. We are told that the company of those that believed were of one heart and soul. They met together frequently to pray and read the scriptures, to share their stories of encounters with the risen Christ, and to eat together as Jesus had bid them to do. The Christian faith was born and was nurtured in such community. And isn't that our experience as well? I know that I owe my faith to my parents, my grandparents, and Sunday school teachers who love me and shared with me the gospel stories that meant so much to them. It's been through the witness of many Christian people whose lives have touched mine, including many of you who have shared your faith and your doubts with me, that my faith has grown and been renewed over the years. I would not be the Christian I am today without these people of God whose words and examples have blessed my life. The kind of Christian community that we read about in the Acts of the Apostles and the kind of Christian community that has blessed my life and I trust has blessed yours is very different from the kind of church that is merely an institution. Now, the church's institution exists as a purveyor of religious services to individual members. 
These members come to church from time to time as their busy schedules allow and needs require to be inspired, consoled, advised, taught, and to have milestone events blessed by the clergy. In other words, to be hatched, matched, and dispatched. And in return, the members agree to pay dues for the upkeep of the institution so that it continue to provide them with the services when needed and for the institution to act on their behalf in doing various good works. However, the flock to which Christ calls us is not an institution, but a community. A community is a place where people share their joys and sorrows, their hopes and fears, their faith and their doubts, and are known and loved with their strengths and weaknesses, their virtues and their foibles. A community is a place where people get involved, feel ownership, take responsibility, wonder about the future, dream dreams, disagree, sometimes hurt each other, but always seek reconciliation. In short, a community is a place where we belong. Christ the Good Shepherd of the flock intends St. John's West Hartford and the church everywhere to be a community like that. The community of the Church of Christ is in fact a model of God's plan for the unity of us all. In today's Gospel, Jesus says, I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also. And so there shall be one flock, one shepherd. Jesus, you see, has in mind a much larger community than a local congregation. Just imagine what an impact the churches in West Hartford might have if with all of our differences, we still work together as one. What if, for example, there were a united youth program for all the town run by all the congregations? What a strong and convincing witness that would be. Christ's mission as the Good Shepherd extends beyond the church to the wider world. So today it is fitting that we join people around our country and around the world in celebrating Earth Day, holding up our common concern for the welfare of the planet that God has entrusted into our care. 
And here at St. John's, we're getting ready to plant our community garden and grow vegetables to share with neighbors who have limited access to fresh food. We will be undertaking this project with our friends next door at Congregation Beth Israel. Surely, the Good Shepherd, whose care embraces sheep of all folks, will bless our labors. So let me leave you with a question. Why are you here this morning? You could be relaxing at home with another cup of coffee and the Sunday papers. And after that, you could read the Bible all on your own and say your prayers in the comfort of your own living room. And yet, here you are at St. John's. Why is that? Now, perhaps you were drawn by force of habit. Perhaps you are drawn in hopes of hearing something about God that will give you renewed vision and hope. But I suspect the deeper reason why we are all here is that we know that it is in the company of other Christian people that we are most likely to encounter Christ the Holy One who lives not just in the Bible, but in the here and now. It is when the flock gathers that we are most likely to hear the voice of the Good Shepherd who calls us each by name and invites us to join God's mission of restoring our broken world to wholeness. Amen. Let us stand to affirm our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, Father the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten of Was made man for our 
Oh God, our shepherd, you spread a table before us and reassure our hearts with your guiding care. Hear our prayers for all your people as we say, the Lord is our shepherd, we shall not be in want. You know your own and your own know you, good shepherd of the sheep. Guide the church in gentleness and peace that we may obey your commandment to love one another and live out that love in truth and action. The Lord is our shepherd. We shall not be in want. The rejected stone has become the cornerstone for the whole world's salvation, the power and name for all healing. Be present, O God, among our leaders and with those who exercise authority for the nations of the world, that they may guide us along right pathways for your name's sake. The Lord is our shepherd. We shall not be You have given your life for the protection of your people. Open our eyes to see our brothers and sisters' need throughout the world, and then empower us to respond with generous help. We pray especially for those on our parish prayer list and for those whom we name now aloud or in silence. The Lord is our shepherd. We shall not be in want. The spirit that you have given us is alive in this community. Revive our souls that we may abide in Christ. Lay down our lives for one another and lie down in green pastures beside the still waters of fellowship and reconciliation. Hear our prayers for all who have walked through the valley of the shadow of death. Grant that they may dwell in the house of the Lord forever. We remember especially Dora Reese, Barbara Bush, and those in whose memory the altar flowers are given. The Lord is our shepherd. We shall not be in want. Reassure our hearts, O God, with the comfort of your guiding presence, that we may know that you are with us, and we will fear no evil. Strengthen us to join in the Spirit's work of leading all people into your divine abundant love, that goodness and mercy may follow us all the days of our life, through Jesus Christ our Savior. Peace of the Lord be always with you. Also with you.
be seated for a moment, please. Good morning. Welcome to you all. We look forward to greeting you at the coffee hour after the service. And we look forward in this community uh, to seeing you at many events uh, throughout the week ahead. The, uh, there are wonderful opportunities uh, to join together and to be enriched as a community. The first this afternoon at 3 p.m., a piano cello concert uh, that will be simply splendid. So 3 p.m. here and uh, come and enjoy it. Uh, and an additional uh, musical feature is next Sunday uh, when we have um, the St. John's choirs singing at Edensong in the afternoon. Next Sunday there also is a, uh, a, a faith forum that you know, charms me, amuses me. Uh, this is a uh, meeting with an author who wrote, was writing about women geologists of the 19th century, and the, the preeminent one is a woman named Doris Gooding, I think, but that is in that, uh, Gotting. Uh, who was St. John's first church school teacher, uh, and then finished telling Bible stories and went off and told rock stories. So uh, come, come and hear her next Sunday at 9.30. Uh, and I also commend to you um, a women's book group that's beginning a new, new book, a study of a new book this Tuesday at 3 p.m. Women Together will be reading a, a Henry Nouwen book so you know that it Wonderful. Your rector is away visiting uh, family in Colorado and uh, sends her love to you all and her greetings. Uh, and uh, Bill and I are just simply delighted to be here with you uh, on this day. So walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us, an offering and sacrifice to God.
lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. God of all power, ruler of the universe, you are worthy of glory and praise. At your command, all things came to be, the vast expanse of interstellar space, galaxies, suns, the planets in their courses, and this fragile Earth, our island home. From the primal elements, you brought forth the human race and blessed us with memory, reason, and skill. You made us the rulers of creation, but we turned against you and betrayed your trust, and we turned against one another. Again and again you called us to return. Through prophets and sages, you revealed your righteous law. And in the fullness of time, you sent your only son, born of a woman, to fulfill your law, to open for us the way of freedom and peace. And therefore we praise you, joining with the heavenly chorus, with prophets, apostles, and martyrs, and with all those in every generation who have looked to you in hope to proclaim with them your glory in their unending hymns. Sanctify them by your Holy Spirit to be the body and blood of Jesus Christ our Lord. On the night he was betrayed, he took bread, said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his friends, and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine, gave thanks, and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Remembering now his work of redemption and offering to you this sacrifice of thanksgiving, Lord God of our fathers, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Lord God of our mothers, 
God of Sarah, Rebecca, Rachel, and Leah, God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, open our eyes to see your hand at work in the world about us. Deliver us from the presumption of coming to this table for solace only and not for strength, for pardon only and not for renewal. Let the grace of this Holy Communion make us one body, one spirit in Christ, that we may worthily serve the world in his name. The risen Lord, be known to us in the breaking of the bread. Accept these prayers and praises, God, through Jesus Christ, our great high priest, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit, your church gives honor, glory, and worship from generation to generation. Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, are the gifts of God, and you are the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. At the time of the communion, all are welcome to receive the sacrament at this, our one Lord's table. And if you wish a prayer or a blessing for yourself or someone you hold in your heart, uh, there is someone available at the font uh, to your right uh, to say that prayer with you.
almighty and ever-living God, we thank you for feeding us with the spiritual food of the most precious body and blood of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and for assuring us in these holy mysteries that we are living members of his dear Son and heirs of your eternal kingdom. And now, Father, send us out to do the work you have given us to do, to love and serve you as faithful witnesses of Christ our Lord. To him, to you, and to the Holy Spirit, the honor and glory, now and forever. Amen. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God, and of God's Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen.